This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 62. I hope that you've been enjoying the self-discovery and exploration on what it means to give ourselves permission to be just us, to feel our feelings, to do the things that we want to, to let go of expectations, to accept ourselves as we are, and to be human. Part of that process of giving ourselves permission is to let go of that to-do list. What would life life be like if we could just move beyond that to-do list and explore what it means to listen to ourselves, to trust what our heart and our mind are telling us, and to just go out there and do the things that we want to do. This was shared as a quote by A.D. Posey in our everyday to-do list, to listen, to trust, and to do. Could it be that simple? Our to-do list really started its evolution as a way to capture the thoughts, the things in our mind, in our life, right? We have to do things for work, maybe with kids, summer planning, travel activities, meal prep, there are a variety of to-do lists that we can create. And isn't it fun to get that rush of dopamine every time we cross something off our to-do list? I love it. I honestly create a lot of my to-do list just so I can cross it off the list and feel like I was super productive and accomplished and did the things that I said I was going to. Now, unfortunately, what has happened over time is our to-do list has become this insurmountable mountain overloaded with activities, with things that we feel we should do, or someone's asked us about it. And so it just goes on this list. And we end up creating this spiral of overwhelm, feeling stuck, leading to a lot of procrastination and ultimately really not getting any of these tasks done. The goal of a to-do list is to create clarity on what you want to do and to actually get these things done. But if your to-do list is going to end up being more stressful and more overwhelming, then it's time to ditch your to-do list. So I have a few strategies that I think will really help you ditch that to-do list of whatever things that you have put down and creating a 
space to still collect our thoughts, to still collect the things that are pending, but manage it in a way that we are not constantly bombarded with this overwhelming to-do list. Okay. So how do you do that? First step is understanding that we may have many thoughts that run through our mind, but these thoughts aren't coming in order of priority and especially in order of what is most time sensitive. It's important for all of us to have a space where we put down our ideas, things that we may want to do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, or maybe five, 10 years down the road. We all have these different ideas. Our brain is not the space to collect them and store them. So we need a space to do that. Now, there are lots of options for this. You could do this on a journal book planner where you just do a brain dump. You could do it in a variety of electronic options, including like Todoist, Asana, a variety of electronic note-taking apps, Excel, Evernote, Word document, etc. There's so many ways to do this. I, I myself love Asana and that is spelled A-S-A-N-A. And I use their free version. I have no affiliations with them. I feel like it has really helped me have less on my mind. And I always know that if I unexpectedly have free time, that I can always go and look on my variety of organized lists on Asana and decide, okay, what is one thing that I might want to do? do sooner than I had expected since I had that extra time. Or it also allows me to consider, okay, I'm really having a very busy week or a very busy month. How can I move something off of my plate and put it on a future list? I'm not going to be able to run down all of the options on how to use Asana, especially on a podcast. But if you're interested, message me, connect with me on social media. I will be doing a masterclass on how to organize your mind using Asana and a variety of other productivity tools coming up in summer. So if that's something you're interested in, you'll definitely want to get on my email list so you can have first access to that. So that'd be a great place for you to explore. How do you really go ahead and organize some of the things that may be outstanding or just overwhelming in your life? But to keep it simple for today, let's talk about how do you create a list that works for you? First, do a brain dump, get everything down onto a note-taking tool of your choice. Even if you get it onto a Word document, it is there. You can go analyze it and evaluate it later. Look at that list and decide how are you going to prioritize this list? Make sure that this list of priority is really connecting to your core values and life. If there are things that actually don't even connect to your core values, that when you analyze it, you think, okay, how did this even end up on my list? Because this is not even something that I want to do. Maybe someone suggested it to you. Maybe you saw it on one of the social media posts and thought, oh, that looks interesting. And then looking at it again, you think, I don't know if I really want to do this. And that's okay because guess what? You are creating this list. You can change it at any time. None of these things are carved in stone. We could take things off of our list. Once you've created a priority list, then go ahead and pick one to three focus points for the next week. It is literally that simple. 
simple. We don't have to figure everything out in one day. We could take it one step at a time. So you have a long list of things to do. You've organized it and you've created a priority. Now take your top one to three tasks and consider why is this important to me? How is this connecting to my values and vision? How is this making my life a little bit better? What can I do in the next week that will help me focus on this? Now it's important to have very clearly defined tasks right? We don't want something like my goal is to create a healthy lifestyle. And that is pretty vague and pretty open, but it could be that with my big goal of being healthy, I'm going to focus on doing 10 minutes of physical activity with my kids every day this week. Maybe it would be five minutes of physical activity. I mean, whatever is going to easily and effortlessly fit into your life. Let's plan based on where we are right now, instead of trying to make it so complicated and so difficult that when we actually show up to do it, right? When our future self is showing up and going to do this, it becomes so complicated that we don't really want to do it. Set yourself up for success. Be kind to your future self and build focus items that are going to be really easy to do. Telling ourselves that we're going to eat healthy and that's going to be our focus for the week, but then we don't have healthy food options in our house. We don't do grocery shopping and get the tools that we need to complete our goal or complete our task is not setting ourselves up for success. So when we go to the kitchen to prepare our dinner and we are hungry, we look at the options in the fridge and we think, okay, I don't know if I can do it today. I'm hungry. I'm just going to eat the pasta that's already cooked. But if you had set yourself up for success by having other options, maybe some fresh vegetables, maybe some cooked vegetables, and maybe there are some fruit options, right? Whatever your goals might be connecting to. One of my big goals is really to increase my fruit and vegetable intake. If I write a super complicated, super ambitious plan, then the future self, me, who is only human, we've already just talked about what it means to give ourselves permission to be human. We show up and there's nothing there ready or available, then it's going to be hard to stick to that goal. So make sure that you set yourself up for success and that you are kind to your future self. And remember that when we put these tasks, these focus items on our calendar from our priority list, right? We are going to be more likely to succeed if we are very specific and the task that is written is actionable. So if we have to figure out how to do something and then your brain starts spiraling and coming up with all the reasons why you can't do something or shouldn't do something, then you are more likely not to do it. That overwhelm, feeling stuck, feeling behind, all of that comes into play and we end up not doing it. Thursday evenings are typically my time to plan the week out for the next week and make sure that I am on target for what I want to do. And when I put things on my calendar, I try to keep it really actionable. So when I sit down to do something, I don't have to figure out, oh, how do I do this? What do I do? Who do I need to call? What's the number, et cetera. I do some of that legwork when I am in the planning phase. So when I sit down to execute something, I'm really in action mode and I am not really using my creative 
creative thinking part of the brain as much, unless of course it is creative thinking work. For the most part, if I have things that I need to get done, then I'm really just in the action mode and less likely to allow that overwhelm or procrastination or thoughts of imposterism, perfectionism, et cetera, really keeping me from accomplishing what I want to do. When I sit down to do my planning, the first thing that I do is to really celebrate what I have been able to accomplish for the past week, really connecting to gratitude as a core emotion on what the last week has meant for me. So it is looking at every single thing that I was able to do, whether it is that I kept my self-care appointments or my fitness plan was executed. Even if I was only able to do two out of three of things, it's focusing on all of the things that I was able to do, that I was able to show up and create the results that I really had spent time focusing on, thinking about, et cetera. It's also a way to reinforce that you can really count on yourself, that you got your back, that you had a vision and you set out to accomplish this. And again, I don't focus on all the ways that I think, oh, I didn't do things. I first connect to all the ways that I did show up and accomplish the promises, the commitments that I made to myself. And by the way, you can make it fun. You can have a little bit of focus, piano music or jazz music playing in the background. You can get your coffee. This can be something that is a fun action item by itself. So the first step was connecting to gratitude and celebrating the wins. The second step is giving ourselves some self-love and compassion for the challenges and obstacles that may have come up. Now, there's so much that we can learn from this specific action item. So we don't have to shame, blame, or guilt ourselves. This is a space that we can really let go of the judgment and just look at what was hard. Why was it hard? Is there any way that I can make this easier on myself? Was it hard because I didn't have enough knowledge, enough support to get this done? Was it hard because I didn't set myself up for success? Is there some way that I can do this and eliminate some of these obstacles? Is there some way that I can actually accomplish the task or the goal that I was really working towards while crossing out some of these obstacles that have come up. How can I do that? Is there someone that can help me? How do I ask for help? Etc. All of the things explore that from a space of pure compassion and love. Nothing has actually gone wrong. We learn just as much from looking at things that didn't work as we do when we look at the things that did work. And the last part of my weekly planning session is looking at, okay, what are the one to three tasks that I want to focus on for the next week. And again, it might be one big task. And I look at how this could be split up into actionable items over the week. It could be a few smaller tasks, again, splitting them up into actionable items over the week. It's important that you don't have more than one bigger actionable item per day. And the reason is there is an element of energy, brain power, creativity, et cetera, that we use up are in 
internal resources that we use doing something that is unfamiliar to us, that we're not used to doing. So the way to set ourselves up for success is to make sure that we don't have to utilize and rely on these internal resources to do more than one major task per day. So you can still do all of your regular stuff. If you have built habits over time and you have a morning routine, you have an evening routine, like after school plan, all of that. Great. You get to do all of that, but incorporating something new requires the space and time for it to blossom. This is another reason why habits are such a great way to make our everyday life really productive and efficient, getting the things that we want to done, but without all of the mental energy and resources that we rely upon. So the more that you automate and create habits around your tasks every day, then you get to create this one extra thing that you do. And you're not trying to do this again every day because we talked about how that create this environment of overwhelm and subsequent procrastination being stuck, all of that. So when you think of it, right, imagine you decide that you're going to do 10 things and you're like, oh, I'm going to split it up. I'll do two things a day. It's not a big deal. And I'll just get them done. And that's it. We're then by the end of the week, we got 10 things done. Now, if it's a few errands, like dropping off stuff or maybe attending meetings, which you have built into your routine, that's not as big a deal as 10 new things where your brain really has to understand, okay, how am I going to do this? What are the steps? What are my resources? Looking at all of the tasks that we need to actually learn and execute, that is a significant investment of our internal resources. And so a lot of times by the middle of the week, we are wiped out, we're exhausted. We are feeling that burnout of really extending ourselves. And then we don't finish the things that we want to. And then starts the spiral of, oh my goodness, I didn't do the things that I wanted to. And why can't I get this done? And the to-do list doesn't work. And the system's not working and all of that. I mean, it actually has nothing to do with the to-do list or your system. When you create an impossible schedule for yourself, then, then you are not setting up your future self for success. And we've already talked about why that doesn't work. So once this is done, then you get to repeat this every week. You get to tweak it. You get to figure out how is this actually going to work in your life for your circumstances based on your needs and your desires. I do something very similar to this on a monthly, quarterly, and annual planning. And what I found is that it keeps things a lot simpler in terms of trying to figure out what are the values that I want to live and how do I naturally bring them into my life? How do I intentionally build my everyday routine so that my bigger goals are going to automatically happen because I'm living these values every day? And this is not something that is by any means unique to me. Trust me, if I can do this, I totally believe you can as well. So over the next couple of weeks, what would it be like if you sat down, put down all of the things that you have in your brain, right? Do the brain dump and then create this planning time where you get to intentionally create your week and really ditch that to-do list. You don't need to look at that anymore because when you create an intentional week from a space of gratitude, from a space of love and compassion for the obstacles and challenges that invariably comes up and create areas of focus, setting yourself up for success. 
success. What would that intentional week look like? How would it feel when you are living your core values and vision every day in a way that creates meaning and purpose that is naturally infused into your everyday routine? There are many other strategies, of course, that we can work on for productivity. But the first step really is looking at what is it that we want, creating intention in our life, and then using some of these simple tools to make it happen. I wish you lots of joy and fun in this planning session. I call it my MAP session, the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Planning Session. I look forward to connecting with you virtually. I will be sharing on social media some of these practical tools and everyday experience, as well as offering free summer masterclasses on how to do some of the things that we talked about today, including how to do a brain dump and organize the thoughts, organize your life, organize your mind really is what it is. How to create those intentional routines, including looking at some of the morning routines, the bedtime routines, maybe some fitness and nutrition routines, and how to use habits to make your life easier. So connect with me virtually, join my email list. The fun is just starting. It's going to be an amazing summer. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page, or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.